It is a beautiful day in Sydney. Welcome to it. Beautiful day in here too. How could it not be with Richard Friedman's effulgent face staring back at me? Hello, Richard. My what? Radiant. Radiant okay. face. Beautiful. Yes. It's, uh, okay. it's not a slight. And this man, what about him? Welcome him in. Because uh, Candace Warner's still away, still God knows where in the world. Uh, Aaron Woods, good morning. Welcome. Ringo. Good to be here, guys. Obviously, Candace away again. Hey. Always good to fill yes, in her shoes. Yes, yes, She's um, living seems life. Seems to be every couple of weeks know? now, doesn't it, boys? <laughs> And good on her. If I could travel that much, I bloody would as well. Um, hey, listen, it's a massive day for Woodsy. Actually, it's a massive day for the show. Let me get through that first. Uh, Matilda's obviously uh, the talking point. They're playing their quarterfinal. The Savo against France, five o'clock. Odd time to be playing a quarterfinal. Yeah, you would think so. But that lets a lot of kids go and they can go home and get Very much so. You know, uh, I think that's not a bad thing. Happening up in Brizzy, Amy Duggan, former Matilda, going to preview that game after 11. Wade Graham hanging up the boots as well. We're going to catch up with him in just minutes. Uh, But for you, you, my man, this is the first hour of, I believe it's... An eight-hour stint on air today? Oh, man, I don't count the hours. I just love working here. This is the thing. But th- <laughs> but this is the thing. Okay, Woodsy, so like, and no offense, but you've been, com- you've been coming off the bench. When you playing for Manly, right? Exactly, yep. yeah. We can't have any of that bench mentality here. Like, no. you've start, you're, you're starting. He's playing 80 minutes you're, Yeah, 80 minutes. You're playing eight hours, okay? You're on the field for eight hours. Let's just hope we don't get no dubious calls while we're in here. Oh, okay, we'll get to that. Oh, he's still smarting we'll get to that. Thursday Hey, night. you take what you can get. You know, you take what you can get. You know yeah, what the well, worst thing is? What's that? You were in a Penrith jacket this morning. I know. Yeah. It was very cold. Had to, yeah. And I, th- I thought, Woodsy's in what jacket should Penrith, I put on? The and masters put... of knocking on and still scoring hey, very and ja- passing off the ground and still scoring. Hey, you take what you and can And then get. knocking on again. I want to make sure <laughs> that you are up and about, that you're ready to go. Can't wait. I, I want Golden Point Woodsy for eight hours. So here we go. <laughs> I've devised a little mental agility test. Oh, okay? And you just hit me. You just hit me with an answer. I don't All want right. you to think about it. You just do it. Bang. Favorite color? Blue. Remember when we asked Candace her favourite colour and she didn't know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I just sprung She's it on her. She's just got too many options. It took her ages to say purple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best type of cat? Best dead, type of dead. cat? <laughs> Garfield. Great answer. That is that is, that is a type mental of cat, agility. A Garfield. I don't like Garfield. cats. I don't awesome. like cats. I would have so. accepted big. Big cat I would have accepted. I was going to say ginger. Ginger, wonderful. But then I thought Garfield. That's thinking outside the box, and that's what I'm looking for in the mental yeah. agility test. I'm thinking, I'm thinking in the box. Most attractive plant. Best plant to look at. What's the best what? plant to look Flower. at? That's, not, that's, that's, a, that's a bad that, answer. That's, that's wrong. I don't do plants. I, no, I'm no, a concrete you, yes. backyard man. It's too much maintenance. That's a bad you answer. Say, you could have said daisy. Yeah, I'm looking for something that's creative. Bang. Bansy. You could that's have said flower. Bang. That's the sort of agility I'm looking for. Daffodil. Wonderful. There you go. Most, comf- uh, most comfortable type of seat. What's the most comfortable type Chair. of seat? Oh, nah, my it's God. boring. A lounge, so boring. No, lounge, lounge. 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 Absolutely. It's so, lounge. Because my missus blows up, I lay on it too much. Absolutely, it's lounge. You're actually you're 50 50 at what the moment. What is this about? This is a mental agility test, man. <laughs> you just said first thing comes to the mind. I so. know, but they're boring answers. I need more creativity. <laughs> what does VCR stand for? I don't know, mate. Video cassette recorder. Oh, bang! I'm 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 a, I'm a Netflix and chill man now. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to so take that's that's a bit dated. <laughs> yeah, that it is. Come yeah. on, by the way, Aussie crawl. We're going to take Aussie crawl. You need to sort yourself. That's what you need to do. I love Aussie crawl. Wonderful. You got three minutes to Jay reset. Green. You're on. You're on, Richard. I know you're on. Uh, I've had coffee. Hopefully. The NRL players media boycott uh, over. We can now talk to any player we want, so we've chosen someone we could talk to the entire time. Uh, for good reason, he's uh, announced this week he'll be hanging up the boots at the end of the season, which we'll get to shortly. Sharks captain, uh, Triple M's own Wade Graham. Good morning, mate. 
Good morning, fellas. How are you going? Wonderful. Uh, we will get to uh, that retirement announcement, but first, last night, mate, um, a few pundits have, have written off the Sharks for 2023, but, I mean, you play like that the rest of your games. Um, you'll go well into September. Yeah, no, it was a good performance from the boys last night. Um, you know, particularly off the back of last week as well, travelling to Perth, a big game against South, and then uh, having to, you know, go again. But it was, it was nice to celebrate back at home uh, with a good victory. And, yeah, really important for where we are in the season, that's for sure. And, Wado, mate, firstly, congratulations on an, on an awesome career. Obviously, you've still got a few more weeks to go, hopefully a couple of semifinals and the boys get you the big one. But was it a something playing on the back of your mind, mate? Was it something you're thinking about? And is it a bit of a relief now that it's out there? Yeah, no, I've been thinking about it for a while, like, you know, to and throwing, umming and ahhing. And sort of once I got to the point... Um, where I decided that it was going to be my last year. It was just a matter of, you know, when when I was going to announce it and, and how. And then, well, honestly, I couldn't have asked for a better couple of weeks just the way things worked out. Um, you know, travelling to Perth for my 250s for the club. Uh, it, was a, it was too big of a trip for my for my missus and, and kids to make it over. So just my mum and dad came and then the club said we'll do something at home as well the next week to celebrate it. So they, they put that dinner on and... Um, just as it became crystal clear in my mind that I wouldn't have got a better opportunity um, to announce it in front of my friends and family, the playing group, and you know some ex-teammates who are pretty influential in my career. So it's been nice. It's been really nice the last couple of weeks. Thirty-six to six against the Titans last night, and you scored a try yourself. So you know a great victory, and you obviously enjoyed it as well. But. Were you as confused by who was on which team as the as the fans oh, were? The jerseys, the jerseys yeah. were just—it was unbelievably yeah. close. Well, it's, it's funny because we've been trying. So that was our members' jersey last night that we wore. Oh, had okay. seven thousand names of our members uh, on the jersey, and I know in the past, like the club's been trying to get us to wear that jersey for um, a few opportunities in the last home games, and it just hasn't worked out because of the clash um, with the opposition strip. So. It's funny that the, the weekend that we actually do get it on, it's like literally the opposite of the opposite. Yeah, like it was a complete <laughs> inversion. <laughs> yeah. I, so it was strange, but um, it, it's nice to wear those type of jerseys, particularly the members one. It's, it's special for us as a team. You know, they pay their hard-earned cash. They're the ones down here in the rain, you know, in the cold every weekend supporting us. So they have their names on our jersey and then they get out there and wear it. It's pretty cool, those jerseys. Fair enough. You mentioned your, your 250th, Wado. You can count on one hand the amount of uh, Sharks players that have done that for the club. What uh, do the Cronulla Sharks mean to you? Oh, they're, they're everything to me, really. I've, uh, I've poured, you know, 13 years of, you know, effort and, and, and trying to be the best version of myself to, you know, keep the club you know, pushing for success. So um, the last couple of weeks, the club's been really good to me, how they celebrated, how everyone's got around me. Obviously, the two results going our way um, always helps as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been the best part of my, my life and my career down here. I'm raising my family down here, um, the whole area, and, and the club's you know, probably been the biggest part of my life for the last yeah, 13 years. Uh, congratulations on that too. That's a you've had a wonderful run with that club mm-hmm. and and a great career. But will it be the last time we see you pull on a jersey? I know you're retiring from the NRL, but does that leave it open for you to perhaps play somewhere else? Uh, I haven't completely closed the door on, on possibly what overseas might look like, but I will say, like honestly, since announcing it, and you know, you. You get, I can see the finish line, right? Yeah. You know, right? yeah. I, can see it. I can see it coming. And it's certainly 
I suppose now that it's announced, the excitement in me about what um, you know what the other side looks like, the time I, I spend with my family, the next chapter of what my life looks like, it's very appealing and it does. It feels good. So uh, we'll let the dust settle over the yeah. next couple of weeks and you know, obviously see how we're going at the Sharkies and how the body feels. But um, yeah, I, I am excited for. Well, possibly not playing footy ever again after this season, that's for sure. That's the, any hobbies you want to pick up, Wade? Is there, are you getting rid of you know footy to do paragliding? Or? He's a gutting golfer. I, I, have uh. been saying, I have been saying for years my golf game has suffered because of my commitment to footy. And it's about time, <laughs> it's about time I give golf the respect it deserves and make it a priority in my life. Do you know I've got a spot at the stable there? Boy, you wait if you... Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Not quite golf. get into the horse industry. Yeah, but if you want to pick up crap, you can go to the stables. <laughs> all right, all right send me through all the job applications. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wade Graham, you're an absolute ornament of the game and uh, best of luck for the future, my man. I'm sure we'll be seeing you plenty around the traps, uh, especially next year here on Triple M. Good on you, Wade. Definitely. Thanks for having me, guys. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Uh, let's start up north. Broncos superstar Payne Haas reportedly set to reject a four-year extension offer worth $1.1 million per season. He's going to test his value on the open market. I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, I reckon he's testing his, his value with the rugby union. But You he's reckon? In, yeah, but he's in no hurry because it's, he can't make the World Cup squad. Too too late for that, yeah. or, obviously. So he's got plenty of time till after the World Cup you, when they've, you know, perhaps got some money to spend. Do you reckon he's going to try and make the British and Irish Lions tour? I Interesting. Don't want... I don't know how 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 much rugby he's played. Yeah, I mean, that's, obviously that's... he's played some, but is it enough? Like mm. we look at Swali, he's got the background of rugby. Union. Mm. I'm not sure. I don't think Payne's played much Union. Mm, I'm not sure. Well, he like he'd thrive. It wouldn't matter. I don't. Oh, think. he's oh, he'd adapt. He'd, he'd, he'd probably played number six, I reckon. He's yeah. A, he's got a motor on Side him. of the scrum there. Big guy can defend. Because it was interesting because he was like, oh, it's not all about the money. It's about a premiership as well. It's like, well, that, that window's open with Brisbane. And then he's sort of gone on record and going, nah, it is about the money. I want a bit more money. Well, he's getting great money from there as well. Yeah, terrific. But not as good as Union. Oh, okay. Look at Swally. That's it. Um, all right. Uh, Rugby League Civil War finally set to end. We like this. The RLPA and the NRL agreeing in principle on a new collective bargaining agreement. That was good news. For, oh, it's uh, awesome the for league. the game. You know, yeah. it's something we don't have to talk about. The fans can be happy now. Um, we're back to doing interviews after the game and before the game. Um, it's good. You know, we had... Uh, Peter Volandi's on holidays for quite a fair bit of it, comes back in and rescues it, and we get down oh. and sit in a room with him. I think even the the NRL said that all the hard bits were already done. Yeah. And sort of Peter came back in and iced the cake. He just makes, the yeah. big man makes the big call. Of course. It is interesting, like a stalemate for 20 months, and then essentially 48 hours. Was he away on 20-month holiday? It's done. I don't believe he was. It was stalemate between you, both the bodies. Um, what about this? The average salary of uh, a men's rugby league player now up to $401,000, according to the report. How good's that? Not too bad, Woodsy. Jeez, we did well for those young blokes coming through, didn't we? Yeah, uh, that should give you some of that. Oh, mate, something. Pave so the we're, way. We're hanging on something. my threads. Pave the way. Exactly. And what about this? Uh, this would be good for you, Woodsy, I reckon. This this might twist well, your arm to go well, around another year. They're doing a Masters series of rugby league. <laughs> uh, the Broncos. <laughs> the Manly Sea Eagles. 
The South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Roosters have been picked to kick off the 2024 NRL season opener in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Vegas, baby. Yes, indeed. Could that be hear. the hook to get you back in for another season? Yeah, it just you? might be. Um, so hopefully the missus lets me go over there because um, you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, you'll have to take it. Well, if you're playing, you have yeah, to that's play. footy trip, mate, footy trip. If, that's, if you're playing, you have to play, right? It's like, well, I have to go. It's part of the job. I have to go because I'm playing. Exactly right. If you're and just calling the games, I don't know if she'd let you I go. I think it's unreal, but like, it's so good for the game. Um, and you look at the stadium over there as well. It's it's a yes. remarkable stadium. I think it's home of the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, it and is they allegiant. Call it, they call it the Death Star, that Ooh. stadium. Because it looks like the Star Wars It does. Thing. Yeah. I didn't know that. There you go. That's a fun fact, Richard. A little Thanks fun for bringing that fun fact the to Death the show. Star. <laughs> does make you wonder, though, how far we... Like, if you're a fan of that team or one of those four teams, are you travelling to Vegas? I know there's a lot of husbands already... You know, doing some gardening and stuff, trying to get over there. More than some gardening. Brownie points. <laughs> More than gardening. Uh, it begs the question, how far have you travelled uh, for your team? What do you mean, how far have you travelled? Is that, you meaning that in the, the literal sense or No, that's interesting. How far sense? have you gone for your team? So, so like it could tattoos be... or, or, or yeah. dogs? They're all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ta- travel, tattoo. Um, Naming your first kid. Like, yeah. You know, Pet eel. names. If you've got like little LeBron. <laughs> Give us a buzz. What about if you're, imagine you're a supporter, you name your dog, say, Benji, yeah. after Benji Marshall, and then he gets the wrist off from your team. I know. What do you do? Well, was, wasn't there a, well, I don't a movie think... about a dog called Benji? Uh, no, I think you're thinking of Kojo. Uh, no, 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 it was Kujo. I think you're thinking of Kujo. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, it's a sports show. One triple three five three. how far have you gone for your team? We want to know uh, the... What have you done? To show support for your team. How yeah. far have you gone? That's it. What have you done to your body, your family, your car, something? Asking you on 13353, how far have you gone for your team? Announced this week the uh, teams that will be playing in that 2024 NRL season opener in Vegas. Have you missed it? They are the Broncos, Seagulls, Rabbitohs, Roosters. Who plays who? Has that been decided yet? No, I don't think so, but I've heard that. What would they- you have? They don't want to play South first Roosters because why? Because of the big local derby, the Book place. of Feuds. Yeah, but they want to play here. Open it up. They know they can get a good crowd in. Yeah. Oh, okay, that, that we'll makes rob sense. The locals of their, That's it. their big. You derby. know what they'll do? You know, the twenty Roosters supporters that travel together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll do South Manly because it's the Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman. Oh situation. That's what, what they'll do. They'd love that. That, that is see, fun. I want to go over there. Well, Manly's a good choice because their supporters, you know, they can afford the fare. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So we're asking, South, not so much. Not so much. We're asking you on one triple three five three. How far have you gone for your team? And you can extend it. Doesn't have to be travel. It can be uh, naming kids, uh, naming pets, tattoos, that sort of stuff. Uh, let's ask Daniel from Penrith. How far have you gone for your team, mate? Uh, yeah, I don't exactly what Woodsy said. I'm Mad Tiger supporter. I named my dog Benji about eleven years ago, and yeah, you sure when he left? But... You sure it wasn't named after the nineteen seventy four movie? Oh, there was a movie, wasn't there? They had a dog called Benji. He's a little, you know, scruffy-looking little poodly thing. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a boxer across Staffy, so he's uh, oh. not a scruffy poodle. But, yeah, but it's all good now. He's back at the club, assistant coach, so the name's still sticks, That's good. So. Did it affect you when he did leave to South, though? Like, did you look at Benji, your dog, and, and not love him as much? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a bit hard to explain to people what my dog was called Benji. Yeah. How did you explain it to the dog? He made the dog sleep outside. Yeah. <laughs> he's now back in, now he's assistant coach. Oh, good on you. How many Oscars did that film win, Benji? Uh, None? No, I didn't uh, think so. Uh, hey, Sharon in Warragamba, how far have you gone for your team? Yeah, it wasn't me, it was my late father. Um, 
He painted Sorry, a, and it's a, Shannon. It's not Sharon. <laughs> Imagine. Sorry, Shannon. Sorry, Shannon. <laughs> but I thought, wow. You're on fire today, Brendan. <laughs> what a deep voice. Sorry, sorry. Start again, Shannon. Yeah, listen. Um, that, sorry, mate. When he was alive, painted his family truck in Parramatta colours. Right. He painted an XP uh, ute in Parramatta colours. Of colors. course. Yes. And he had a family boat that he called up para and um, painted in gel coat Parramatta colours. Oh, magnificent. How good. That's magnificent supporting. My, the gel coated boat. Yeah. Para colours. Called it up, up para. That's it. Um, <laughs> let's go to Matt. That's fantastic. Uh, Matt, how far did you go for your team? Hi, I've got a big rooster tattoo on my left calf muscle. Okay. And a couple of years, a number of years back before they demolished the SFS, I had a rooster shaved in the back of my head and I sent it through to the fan base and it came up on the big screen one day and I was at the ground. I would have been the only supporter there, only person that knew whose head it was, but it was my head on the television. Oh, how cool. You're like the David Putty of the Roosters. <laughs> David Putty. That's a Seinfeld reference, <laughs> yes. if anyone's wondering. Well, can I remind you, the Roosters are a foundation team, the only foundation team left in the comp. Uh, I thought Souths were. No, no, nah, nah, Balmain and West were, but they're not. They were. Oh. You know okay. what's great? Speaking of foundation that's a, clubs. That's a good pitch. The Glebe Dirty Reds are running around again. Did you see that? The Dirty Reds, yeah. So they were a foundation club. They are, yeah. And think... then they folded in 26, I think. And then out of nowhere in 2019, they've gone, we're back, baby. <laughs> like, and no one asked. And it's like, cool. <laughs> no worry, Glebe Dirty Reds. Dirty Reds. Uh, Bill in Penrith, finish us off, mate. Um, how far have you gone for your team? Right, I was a Canberra supporter and also a big cricket follower. So I named my son Ricky Dean after Ricky Stewart <laughs> Terrific. and Ricky Ponting. Two of the greats. Dean Lance and Dean Jones. There you go. I called him Ricky, there's, there's Ricky multi- Dean. There's multiple references there. This is a tough one. I, at least you'll never get let down. Uh, I had two girls. I wasn't allowed to choose them. I got to choose my son's name, so I called him Ricky Dean after those guys. Yeah, the girls are called Ricky too. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Bill. Let's give it to Bill. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, there's a bit oh. of everything in every red Sh- rooster Shannon mega box. The, the boat, but it wasn't his boat. Give me a second. The rooster's calling you to try a mega box at Red Rooster today. Um, no, not the boat one. I'm going to give. Uh, what about Shannon? Because you got his name because right. I got. Yeah, because I called Shannon Sharon. I'm going to give him a digital copy of Transformers uh, (laughs) Rise of the Beast. As you would. Good on you, Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right now, we need to do your tip of the day, Richard Friedman. Uh, It is at Rose Hill Rosebud Day. Yes, Rosebud Day today. Is that from Citizen Kane? The Rosebud uh, thing? You know, he's like, Rosebud. Nah, could Is that be. Citizen Kane? Could be. you got no idea. I'm sorry. Uh, about that. Sorry to derail your <laughs> tip. I'm sorry yes. about that. Yes, don't derail my tip. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you two because I asked Chris Waller this morning. I said, what's your best? He said, i got two. I said, I'll take them both. This is my favorite. I love when he comes <laughs> with Waller mail. mail. He said, uh, race one, number two, Cabalus. Yeah, well, that's he short. Liked it. It's very short. That's why I reckon he's gone the two because then he's gone for um, a wine glass which is in race number three, number five, Wineglass Bay. Mm. And uh, it's short as well. But you know what? If you roll one into the other, yes. little all up there, mm. you might get a good result. What are we talking if you roll them up? Have you got well, the odds? It's a, it's $2 and $1.90. Okay, so add that together. What is it? You'd get about 3 bucks for that. 360 yeah. Depends how many. <laughs> Woodsy with the quick maths. Known for his I've, maths. I've had a look. I've had a look. Oh, he's already <laughs> had a look. Yeah, he's rolled it in. 360 That's pretty good. 
360. Good Wallamail get two too. winners. Because what I hate about I what I hate about Richard's <laughs> tips is that he usually picks like race nine, race ten. You're like, so you got to oh, wait all day. I've already gone home, Richard. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need an early but winner. <laughs> Chris Waller, race one, race three, roll them into each other. See, we like that. This is why I hate tipping. Right? <laughs> it's never enough. It's never, never ever enough. enough. You tip a winner. Oh, it was too late in the day. I didn't have any money left. Nah, but if you put it on now, it could save you for later on in the day. That's of course gamble responsibly. And thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher yeah, yeah. Wallace. You should get him to do this segment. Really? <laughs> Can he come in and do the show? Uh, oh, well, no. You know I love you. You know. You know I love you. He's, he, I'd have to give him, you know, a few pointers. Yeah, yes, you would. Yeah. I love you too, He's Brendan. not as entertaining as me. No, absolutely no. he's not. You can stay. I love you. <laughs> he wins more <laughs> Say races, it back. Though. Say it back. <laughs> say it back. What, i got to say I love you too? Yeah. Okay, I said it. <laughs> Four and 20. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. The Dead Set Legends Player of the Week. I believe it is plural this week, and you're in charge of it, Richard. Yes, Freeman. I think the our women's netball team, the Diamonds, they deserve a bit of a pat on the back. And they really have been um, not ignored, but they didn't get, I think, the accolades and the attention they deserve because yeah. women's the World Women's Cup. World Cup soccer was on. Yeah. I don't know why you'd put on the World the World Cup of, of netball on at the same time that the World Cup of, of women's soccer is on as well, or foot, women's football. Um, you know, I don't know how that happened, but it, it shouldn't have happened because no. our girls have won 12 of these now. 12 That's World incredible. Is that, is that every year, that, uh, every World Cup they've won? I'm not, I'm, I, I kind of thought it was, but I'm not sure about that, and I'll check on that. But uh, I'll take that under advisement. Yep. Um, they've also won. That the completes a set for them. They in the last four-year cycle, they've won the Constellation Cup, the Commonwealth Games Gold Medal, the Quad Series, and the English Test Series, and the World Cup. Wow. How good are they? Absolutely. Best ever. Uh, we, we gave great accolades to our women's cricket team, who have been dominant. Yep. And we're giving wonderful accolades to our girls who are playing in the Football World Cup, and they're doing very well. But these girls have been dominant. You're right, too. It is it is poor scheduling, because I, oh, I must yeah. admit, I, I'm not across any of the, the netball because of the, the Women's World Cup in the soccer. So uh, rightly rightly chosen as our Players of the Week. Good on you, girls. Forward. And this is it. It is today. The Matildas continue their World Cup campaign, the Savo. In Brizzy, they're facing fifth-seeded France in their quarterfinal clash to preview it. Joined by former Matilda and Optus Sports host of the FIFA Women's World Cup, Amy Duggan. Uh, welcome, Amy. Well, good morning. What it a get thr- much better than this. It really doesn't. But, but listen, <laughs> they, they won their, their pre-game uh, friendly with France, you know, leading up to the tournament 1-0. Do you think that's a blessing or a curse coming into, you know, the, the thing proper? Um, it's absolutely a blessing. Okay. Uh, we blindsided France with that one. They weren't expecting it, nor the 50,000 people that were packed in down in Melbourne that day. And to come away with the win there is just a massive confidence boost for our girls because they know that they can do it. Amy, watching the, all the coverage of, of the upcoming match, and I hear a lot of sports broadcasters just talking up the Matildas, saying they can win the World Cup. Does that actually help them to, to have that sort of pressure mounted on them or are they pretty immune to that? Oh, look, they've been in a little bit of a bubble for a while. We've tried to, you know, make sure that they're insulated from a lot of the outside noise. What they do hear is the noise that this packed-out stadiums um, bring. So, you know, when there's 50 or 60 or 75,000 people in a stadium, they love it, absolutely love it. They've asked us to be as loud as possible in the stadium, and I think it really helps to drive them. So they know what it means to be on the world stage, but to be on the world stage at home in front of family and friends just adds this extra emotional element, and it actually probably makes them want to fight a little bit harder, I think, 
Amy, did you think like this would capture the nation's attention so much? Like in our household, we love the rugby league, but we're heading up to Lockhart Oval tonight to watch the game live. And did you just think it would capture everyone's attention? I think I knew that it was always a possibility. Um, but if you'd asked me, you know, even 10 years ago, would we get 75,000 to games that uh, don't involve Australia? I would have said, oh, we'd be so lucky. So for me, it's not been about the coverage of the Matildas because I think we're one of the most loved brands, you know, right across Australia. And finally, people are getting a chance to see that magic on the pitch in Australia. And I think that's really important. But most importantly, I don't think we were ready for, you know, the 60-odd thousand fans that have travelled from overseas to Australia to follow Colombia, to follow the Netherlands, um, you know, to follow poor old USA that got knocked out, to follow Sweden. Like the fans that have come in and the games that we've been to where we've been selling, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 tickets to teams that don't include Australians mm. in the match, that is mind-blowing and amazing and just shows the global growth of the game. And Amy, the the big in tonight, Sam Kerr. I know she only got a little bit of minutes last game. Do you see her playing a, a full game tonight and, and how exciting is it to get her back on the pitch? Yeah, so we talked to Tony Gustafsson yesterday. It's awesome to have her back on the pitch, but mm. I think it's even more awesome to realise that we can win without her oh, yeah. um, because yep. that was obviously a big mental barrier for a lot of um, the team to get over when we found out she was injured. But we did talk to Tony Gustafsson yesterday. He said if she's ready for 90 minutes, he'll start her. Um, so I guess that'll all depend on the sports science medicine team and the doctor's tick off to give her a full game. But seeing she only got 10 or 15 minutes, I would err on the side of caution. Um, and perhaps he'll bring her on a little bit later as a game changer. And, you know, you've always got to be cautious of the fact that this will be a tight game. Um, you know, we didn't expect the result we got over Canada. We knew we could beat them, but we didn't quite expect to want them the way we did. So that was a real, you know, an aha moment. But mm. will it be like that tonight? I don't think so. I think it'll be a lot tighter. We could end up in extra time. We could even go to penalties. I hope not. I hope Australia gets the job done. Um, but to bring Sam on as a game changer against tired legs later, oh, what yeah, a weapon. Be great. Now, is there any risk that the having Sam on the on the pitch changes the way they play? Just changes that they're looking for Sam, they're looking to get the ball to Sam, which is different from what they've been doing without her? Well, you know, there's a possibility of that because I feel like in Nigeria we tried to play an aerial game and Sam wasn't there and she's our biggest aerial threat. And I think the girls have adjusted since then. They still play transition football, but, um, you know, they've been sharing the love a little bit more. Um, there is a chance that they'll go back to hit Sam, but, mate, she's the best striker in the world, yeah. so why wouldn't you? Who makes Fair way, enough. Van Egmond, if she starts? Because you've got to keep Mary Fowler on the on the pitch. The, the emergence of Mary Fowler in, in this game, no one wishes injury on anyone, but it has uh, shone a spotlight on her. Um, her vision uh, is remarkable for someone her age. She's going to be easily one of the best players uh, in the world in a couple of, couple of years. Yeah, so Mary's been the quiet burn for a little while. She's been around for quite a while now. You remember she actually went to the last World Cup, believe yeah. it or not, uh, just didn't get a chance to really shine. She is now, you know, coming of that lovely mature age in your 20s to your 30s where you really hit your peak in sport, especially in football. And she's built in that confidence. She's had a really different pathway to most players. It's a fascinating story. Um, you know, she's travelled around a lot. She's now playing overseas. She was in France for a while. She's now, uh, you know, over in the WSL. Um, and she hasn't actually been getting as many minutes as you'd probably like in the top-tier team. So this has been a real great opportunity for her to play, you know, full games or almost full games and really shine. But technically, she is just gorgeous to watch. And you're right, her vision and her ability to slice balls through teams is just 
like it's second to none. That's it. You can watch the game at plenty of places tonight. Just a few Tumbalong Park at the Fan Festival, Parramatta Square. You're going to Leichhardt Oval, was Leichhardt it? Leichhardt Oval tonight. Uh, there's the Green Square Library. You do have to be quiet if you're watching the game at the Green Square Library. Uh, <laughs> bit of fun. <laughs> bit of fun. So. And of course, you can see the game uh, on Optus Sport where you're doing a phenomenal job. Amy Duggan, uh, thank you for joining us this morning. No worries, guys. Tune in from four o'clock for the biggest game in Australian history. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Listen, we've been avoiding it like the plague. Can't avoid it anymore. You obviously play for Manly. I'm a massive Panthers fan. Uh, the teams clashed on Thursday night. Unfortunately for you, uh, the Panthers got the chocolates 24-12. But I must say, an incredible effort from Manly. You guys really took it to them in that first half especially. Yeah, we just wanted to sort of chance our arm a bit. Play a bit of unorthodox, mm. you know, because they're, they're a great side. They like going set for set. Um they did it against Melbourne the week before, and I think they put quite a fair score on them. And, you know, if you're going to go set for set against Penrith, you've got to sort of hope things go your way. You and threw them off their, off their pattern a little bit. You know? A, you know, especially yeah. from the first kickoff. You know, we wanted to – our our main weapons, you know, uh, Jason Saab, Tolu Kola on, on the edges. They've got some, some Huge speed. speed, yeah. So we wanted to get an early bore and just move the forwards of the Panthers around a little bit and just ask a bit of questions because, like I said, a lot of teams are just trying to match them through the middle – um, we know that our, our most main strike weapons were out wide, so we wanted to just run them around a little bit. If you try and play their game, they're going to chew gonna, up. They're going to they're going to beat you. So yeah. you played your game, which was totally different. Which I thought you could have been. If luck had gone your way, you could have been twenty points in front at half time, and then mm. they're chasing. Well, that's the thing. Like we create a couple of opportunities. Schuster gets an intercept on play one. We kicked. Look back in the video. Probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um. You know the knock on before half time. Just what? a couple of opportunities. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? The, the three knock-ons and a tackle off the ground. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, One of the great knock-ons. Yeah. But hey, but you, you take play it the whistle, get. and that's take what Penrith did. Um, we, we, we tended to kick early. Um, we wanted to, because they like to go set for set, every time, like last play options, we wanted to kick out, just sort of frustrate yeah. them and create a little bit of a boring game And it game worked for till half-time. It did. Until... Yeah. We come up with a kick on play one. That one. <laughs> um, the look, kicking duel. Look, that was interesting. We it, went back to 1980. And yeah. the, fu- the funny thing was, it, it was planned. The kicking duel was planned. I thought, of, I could tell what he was doing. He was looking for Jason Saab. Didn't get him. Yes. Unfortunately, Penrith scored off That's that. That's it, unfortunately. And, but, but you were looking you know, to rock the boat. We you still did. backed ourselves. And, yeah. you know, they didn't run away with the game. We, we still had opportunities to win, but we just weren't good enough at the end. Great seeing the number 26 out there, too. Luke Summerton made his debut. It's been, it's been a long time since we've Couldn't seen a resi it. number that high in the NRL. It was great. I love old things, and seeing number 26 get around was unreal, wasn't it? It was, it was great. awesome. It was awesome. It was good to see him debut. Good young player. Are you still mathematically yes, a chance? Are. Great. But it's hard when you've got to wait for other sides. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah, so we're going to need to wait for results and okay. things need to go our way. All right. Well, best of luck to you for the rest of the season. I do. Thank you, Renard. Please don't wear that jacket every year. I did wear my Panthers jacket yeah, today. It was sickening. cold in my defence and it's very warm. And You've I love got plenty the other jackets. You don't wear it when they lose, <laughs> which is not often. <laughs> yeah, I know. For three years, I've been wearing a jacket. <laughs> Four times. Uh, long-time Wallabies captain Michael Hooper. He's been left out of uh, coaches, uh, Coach Eddie Jones' 33-man squad for the Rugby World Cup. Well, this was stunning. I mean, he is injured. He's got that calf injury, but you take him, I would have thought, just in case he Eddie's, had a chance. Eddie's decided he's moving on. Mm. Uh, he's going to move on. He's moving on with a, a young, you know, relatively inexperienced squad who have no fear, who have nothing yep. to lose. Mm. And maybe they can cause some upsets. I, I love it. They've got no baggage. Like, like you said, there's no fear. They haven't had the, the losses in the past that we've had against New Zealand um, there's 25 of the 33 uh, Wallabies that haven't even played in the World Cup. That's so right. 
they're going over there and, and he's just going to back what he does. And he's done that before with Japan. He's yes. done it with England. So yes. he's got the runs on the board and I like it. And, you know, Will Skelton has been one of our best players in the last, you know, five, six years. And he's playing overseas. He knows what the other players are all about. It's almost the same theory that Manly tried. It's It's just... Throw something out there they don't go expect. Swinging. Yep. Do you do that at a World Cup? Though? Why not? You're going to get beaten anyway if you go there with just the same old, same old. Yeah, okay. So why not try something? Well, Quade Cooper left out as well. So there's a lot of experience there. But, but the, the other thing is, omitted. those calf injuries there are not as, like, look at Latrell Mitchell. As we've seen. 10, Sam, Kerr. Weeks, Sam Kerr. They're pretty nasty these days. Why is that? I heard a theory it's because of some of the boots. I don't think it's just the, the speed of the games this day and age compared to other. You think like, speed? Yeah. There's a l- yeah. speed in the agility. Top, stop, turn, high speed. Spe- what do you know about That's speed? That's why I've never done it. Okay. <laughs> what do you know about That's speed? That's why I've never done one. One well, gear. It depends how fast they run past him. <laughs> they, 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 they call me the Vespa. Just keep it one pace. <laughs> um, and what about this? Hey, if you hated Ollie Robinson at the Ashes, well, you might hate him for this off the field. Uh the fast bowler has reportedly split from his long-term fiance, mother of his child. They've been together eight years, two months before their marriage. And so, he's a, sounds a bit judgy to me. It is very judgy, but I'm bringing it up. He's, seen the, light. he's seen the light. Has he? Yeah, he might have thought it wouldn't have been. <laughs> Don't go there. Might not have been a good marriage. It's a, you there. know what? Can't stand him on the cricket pitch. Absolutely I not. I can't stand him on the cricket pitch either. I think he's a... Douche. I think that's, you know a, what? He that's might, a floggy he might, move. He might have a bit more pace. Might be not throwing down little meat pies now. Right. What do you mean? Not going into it. No. no I'm good. happily married. I saw in his eyes that he wanted to backtrack from what he just said. And I'm glad you didn't I, extrapolate. I'm not. I'm, I'm stepping out of this. Man we love. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix. Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, you can catch his Rusty's Garage podcast. It's for free on the listener app. Uh, Rusty, you're at the Queensland Raceway, uh, Ipswich for the Shannon Speed Series round today. Morning, Rusty. Morning, all. How are we? Morning, the old Rusty Shovel. Call him, call him, um, <laughs> call him Tin Roof. Call him Tin Roof. I did some digging. Tin Roof. Tin Roof. Rusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I, I yeah, got yeah. it. I got it. <laughs> I like Rusty Shovel. Um, now, <laughs> the, the chatter around the place. As all, it's all been about Will Brown. Is he going to leave Erebus at the end of the year? Is he going to get Shane Van Gisbergen's seat? I'm, I'm at, um, as you said in the introduction here at Queensland Raceway, so, so Will is with us racing here this weekend. So all the journos are kind of hounding him. It was announced at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon by both Erebus and Will on their social media that he is going to part ways with the Erebus team at the end of the year. Will's handled it, I think, um, very well. He's very grateful of, of what he's done with them. And let's not forget, they're having great success in the Supercars Championship at the moment. Um, there's no announcement from the Red Bull squad yet, but everyone believes that he is going to, uh, perhaps in the days ahead, be announced as um, as Shane's replacement. That's the most likely next phase of this story. And Rusty, all eyes are on the States this weekend with our two supercar drivers, Brody Kostecki and Shane Gisbergen, racing NASCAR this weekend. <laughs> Yep, and they're, they're off to a pretty reasonable start, too. They've had a massive week over there. The interest from the media has been um, immense for both guys, particularly after what Shane achieved in Chicago. So Shane's running in the truck series this morning. He hasn't necessarily qualified. I think he's 28 uh, in that, but running on the oval. So that's something very different for him. The rest of the racing in the main NASCAR series will take place at the famed Brickyard or the Indianapolis circuit, but they use a portion of the infield. So it's like a traditional track, and uh, and both of them, I reckon, uh, they'll get a, a pretty big welcome from the Americans. They won't muck around this, this weekend, 
Um, but our guys, I think, would um, be in a very good position to um, to to impress. I believe. So, so just on Shane, he's driven in supercars, yes. rallies. Now yes. he's driving trucks. He's driven NASCAR. Mm. What hasn't he driven? Has he driven open wheelers as well, Bobcats? He has. He has. He's a winner of what you call the New Zealand Grand Prix, which is not a Formula One event, but it is a highly, highly respected open wheel event. Wow. He is one of the most diversely successful races on the planet, mate, and that's not overstating it. Just no. about anything he gets in, he's good at. Yeah, but we love seeing him at Bathurst. This is the thing. And we know he's going over to the US, but is there a chance he's still going to come back and do Bathurst? So we've covered on the show on many Saturday mornings now that he's a bit miffed at the the state of the series and and his level of enjoyment in it. But deep down, he genuinely loves it. And Bathurst in particular has been a childhood dream of his. So if the schedule is clear, there is no doubt in my mind that he will be back for that race next year with that team. He'd be a huge asset for them to have, and I, and he would he would want to do it. He just genuinely loves it, guys. Well, enjoy your weekend, Rusty, at Queensland Raceway in Ipswich. I love it there. I beat Chaz Mostert once in a uh, oh, motorised esky good. race up I, there. I, I wanna... once. That's true. You can find that on YouTube. I want to see Shane Van Gisbergen drive a motorised esky and then go in the ride-on lawnmower race. Against me, right? too. The champion of it. Quite obviously. Find yes. it on YouTube. I'm not lying. Sure, it's really right. good. Sure, his motorized esky didn't work, <laughs> but I still beat him. Uh, Greg Russ, we'll uh, talk to you next week, brother. See you, gang. See all you later. Thank you, mate. See you, Shabble. all thanks to uh, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's List of Grievances. I don't mind cyclists. No. Right? But there's a certain species of cyclist species that, that are, they're a subspecies. Subhuman? Could be. Mm. <laughs> what sort of middle-aged man wants to get dressed up like he's just left the tour Yeah. and go into Centennial Park with his mates in a peloton of 40 oh. <laughs> and roar around there as fast as their little middle-aged legs can get them going and, you know, they're roaring around there like they own the joint. They're abusing people in cars. They're, they're frightening children. They're trying to run over dogs. <laughs> Try, t- I don't know if they're trying to. I don't oh, think they're, they're seeking to. out they're the dog. To. No, they're, they're aiming at dogs. They're aiming. Yeah. Dog aiming. Yeah. Those people are weird. Yeah. Uh, there's something wrong with them. I'm not sure what it is. They get some sort of weird... It must be pl- when they put that outfit on, Frio. And, and, something and, happens, something changes. And they lycra get, absorbs lycra. into their bloodstream. Other men in tight lycra yeah. uh, and get some sort of charge out of that. Ugh. And then they've got to form as big a group as they can get. Nothing wrong with it. Can we say that the grievance is the peloton? Because the individual cyclist, I don't mind. Much like it's humans. Like a, it's like Americans. Yeah. Like they're, they're lovely people individually. They get them one-on-one. On one. They're, they're assholes. <laughs> That's it. You know? Absolutely right. So it is the, the peloton. The, group. the, the peloton group. in particularly. Yeah. Centennial I'd Park. agree with that. It's much like, yeah, humans in general. I love just one-on-one chats. You get too many of them together. No, thank nah. you. They just no out of it. They feed off each other. H- yeah. Humans are no good when they form groups. Oh, it's terrible. Yep. Oh, it's They're just They're a terrible, terrible. herd animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, speaking of herd animals, a bunch of them in for the Saturday Scrum next. Uh, you enjoy your weekend. Go, Matildas! It's the Dead Set Legends on Triple E.